that's me, Colby, your host here of Clear the Dance Floor on Radio Free Brooklyn. Colby, the host, that's me, Colby Smith. And uh, today's show will feature calls from you. You know it, 718-673-8201. That's 718-673-8201 if you'd like to call in at any point during the program. And I certainly suggest you do so, not just because you want to talk to me, because you want to talk to my guest. Now this, let me just set the scene for you here. <laughs> we got this thing in New York. It's called the comedy scene, okay? We have the alternative comedy scene. Alternative to what, you ask? Well, mean club comics. The I, mean guys. This guy. Who? You. Me? This guy is one of the comedy scene's power brokers. Oh, shit. He's kind of like, you gotta get by him. <laughs> If and, you want to be doing stuff. And I'm a brick wall. <laughs> this guy I'm a goddamn is, brick wall. This guy is like six inches thick of concrete. And six inches tall of concrete. <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm talking I'm talking a, a tuna can of concrete. <laughs> Julian Hernandez is here. Hey, Hello. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy you're here as well. You and I... Yes. Sat in the basement of your theater <laughs> mm-hmm. for three hours to be extras in a short film. Yes, we sure did. And the idea to come together here on the airwaves was born. Yeah. Well, it was also the first time I feel like you and I had really had like sat, a conversation. Had, yeah. Like had a conversation. We've been in passing and I'd been like, hi. Yeah, yeah. And you've been like, hello. <laughs> uh, but this was the first time that we were like, okay, well, we're stuck here. Yeah. We have nothing to do. <laughs> I didn't bring a book. I didn't bring my computer. I just no. brought endless vibes, much like today. Yeah. Um, and I'm just here to absolutely hang. And that's and hang we did. And I think it's fair to say we clicked. We clicked. <laughs> Brother, we fucking clicked. We sure did. Yeah. What was that about? I couldn't tell it was three hours. I know. You, me, Taylor. I know. A well, bunch like, of other people. There. I know you've known Taylor Gonzalez for a while. And yeah. That that guy's like a brother to me. I, he's so funny. He's so funny and just oh, a sweetheart. My God. Um, and I expected you to be talking to him when he showed up, but you didn't want anything to do with him. <laughs> I, I was the I was the main course. I was the garnish, and I was the side, and I was happy to be eaten Is that by what you. Got when I left, was you like, man? I feel like Colby didn't give me the time of day. No, that's just like the big narrative <laughs> I spun in my head. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. We're actually beefing. <laughs> yeah, I, and I wouldn't be surprised. And there would probably be good reason. Yes. <laughs> no, he rocks. And uh, now we're here. Now we're here together. Know, and I, is it true? Now, you you told me this before we went on the air. Is it true that if people are having trouble signing up for a class at BCC, if they mm-hmm. did improv in another city, perhaps they want to know what level they can skip to when they come here? You're you're taking those questions on the air. Yeah. Today. I'll t- Yeah. I, yeah. Even though today's my day off, I would love to do some work today. Uh, so if anyone has any questions about Brooklyn Comedy Collective, wants to know like uh, what like level one curriculum entails, uh, yes. I'm happy to answer those kinds of questions. Yes. Yeah. I kind of love to do it. I'm muttering uh, BCC facts to myself when I'm on the train. Uh, just, you know, it, just I want to be a resource right, uh, exactly. for communities at large. And I do get a lot of when people call into the show and they do all the time. I bet. When they call in, it's like 50-50, you know, 50% people who are engaging with the topic, you know, adding, telling a little story, contributing to what's going on. And then 50% people who are like, how do I sign up for an improv class at PCC? <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. So I would love to, I would also love it if someone called in asking for directions on how to get from where they are to another place. <laughs> I know the MTA transit system like nobody's business. Yes. I can tell you the nearest train stop to just about anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. And please don't test me on that. I will crumble. <laughs> I will absolutely- to be like... 
Carnegie Hall. Oh, okay, cool. I have no directions. That's the first thing I thought. Carnegie Hall. Carnegie Hall, a place I I have never been. All I got to tell you is you got to go uptown. Yeah. I got to tell you right now, you're very far away. Oh, yeah. You got to get, first of all, get on the L Mm -hmm. and then start. Talk, talk to the guy that looks the most like me, bald guy, beard, uh, little pudgy guy. Try to find him, Elmer Fudd type, and ask him which way is Carnegie Hall. Elmer Fudd. He'll, he's, if he looks like me, he's going to act like me. That's something I've that learned. That should be. That's the that's the twist on the old joke that we're doing today. Is how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Ask the Elmer Fudd type. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Damn, great distillation. I love that. Wow. Uh, but people should call in, though. 718-673-8201 is our number. Now you, Julian. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a busy time for you. Yeah, why? Well, not only do you have uh, the improv show at BCC tonight. Oh yeah, at eight thirty. Weird brown idiots. You didn't want to say it. Well, or you wanted me to say it. I wanted you to say it. Well, we have a theory that no one likes to come to our show because they don't want to say the name of it. Um, <laughs> like Taylor and I. This is a tangent, but I'm going to say it real fast. Taylor and I had like a party last year for Indigenous Peoples Day, uh-huh. and I got texts from like twelve people, white people, being like. <laughs> Can I come? Am I allowed? And to I'm come? like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a party. It's a party. <laughs> it's a party. Come hang out. Uh, so I feel like weird brown idiots. People are like, well, if I'm not weird, if I'm not brown, if I'm not an idiot, can right. I come? And the answer is yes, you can come of tonight course. at eight thirty p.m. at Brooklyn Comedy Club. Yes, the late sh- the late Sunday night show. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's great. I I, uh, I when I do uh, Drew Carey's Improvaganza there, of course. If if it's at seven o'clock, ain't nobody there but the performers. <laughs> if it's at eight thirty. Oh, is it much different, my friend? I know I was joking about not wanting to do work today, but is that true? Are you usually on Sundays? Yeah, usually. And 8.30 has a better turnout 8:30, than 8.30, it, without fail. Wow. We've better always, turnout. And I shouldn't say this to you because you're going <laughs> to maybe be upset. We've always thought that 8.30 Sunday is the worst slot that we have. <laughs> so funny. Um, so that's interesting to hear that maybe that's s- great. 7 p.m. on Sunday is the worst slot we have. Yeah. Yeah. I um, think it's worse. And no, sh- if anyone who's listening who's ever gotten the Sunday at 8.30 slot, <laughs> no shade. We thought you could sell it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And for you're that, welcome. Uh, yeah. That vote of confidence. Yeah, of course. I feel- and I don't do programming. Uh, that's Maya Sharma. So please find her uh please get her yes get uh, her. i well look i've been trying to get her on yeah. this show really <laughs> she's busy wow so i'm like i'm like a <laughs> i'm a second tier i said yes straight away <laughs> she you was were... finally she was finally like just ask julie no, no that's not what happened <laughs> that's not what happened eh, that'd be reasonable she and i are kind of interchangeable sometimes <laughs> not true come on no no no. for real come I, on I, we're cut from the same cloth oh, that cloth a beautiful it. fabric <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we're we're moving at lightning speed. I love this. Well, you've got the show tonight. Yes. But you've also got a big New York Comedy Festival show. It's true. Up. I, I, a solo show. Well, no. No? But yes. Are you not doing your solo show? I'm not doing my solo show. Oh. I know. Right? Why not? It feels like a great time to do it. I know, right? Well, I did it. I did the solo show for New York Comedy Festival last year. Oh, okay. And then I shopped it around a bunch. And then mm-hmm. they asked me back. And I was like, yay. Mm-hmm. But like that material, I really love to do. But being a guy who has no representation and just someone who like does his work. Yeah. I did that show at like Littlefield. I took it to LA. Wow. I like tried to do as much as I could with it. And like it was, it was a challenge to, yeah. get, to do it all, right? I'm like doing music and like characters and clown and all kinds of stuff. Um, so it was just like challenging to get folks to come. And then also it just felt like, oh, this is material. I I truly wrote that show like about a year ago. This is material. That's like, I think very funny, timeless. In fact, in fact, it's fully timeless. Here we go. Um, but I was also like, I am interested in kind of trying to push in new directions. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for this show, I'm, I'm doing like, 
it's kind of like a clown show. I'm, I'm building it this month with uh, Emily Wirth, Austin Castle, oh and Michael God. San Juan. Uh, and it's just going to be kind of the four of us doing like clown bits, oh, me awesome. doing songs, uh, kind of a cohesive show, but less like narrative driven and more just like, uh, I, I always like to build Juby as finally a comedy show that's funny. Um, so just a funny show and a good time and yeah. leaving people being like, what on earth did I just watch? Uh, that's the hope with Juby. Well, do you feel like because now that it's kind of like your second show kind of like this, do you feel like it's like building on stuff from before or is it kind of like zigging where you zagged before do you know what i mean interesting that's it well okay colby got the questions <laughs> we uh, can do a little shop talk on colby that. question smith okay um yeah cqs <laughs> uh it's a little bit well it's a little bit zigging where i zagged i think uh-huh. uh because like the last show really felt like um i oh well here i go uh felt like an exploration like inwards uh-huh. and like was also built from like a lot of variety shows I had done where I was like not really liking myself ah. going through a breakup and like kind of applied that to music into like clown shit, character shit. Um, and so now I'm like, okay, I'm less interested in like d- tackling self or like I, I low key love myself. Okay. Let's fucking go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, okay, let's see if we can like pivot this energy into like a totally new direction. Right. That's still silly. And like, heartfelt uh i don't know the one person gave me like a review of the show that i thought was really funny where he was like i had like a fleeting moment watching this person saying this to me he's like i had a fleeting moment watching where i was like oh my god i'm gonna die and every person in this room is gonna die oh my god he's like and then you like did some stupid joke and i totally forgot that feeling and i laughed and i just like kept going with the show and i was like yes my my shows my shows are series of those feelings with like just like inanity uh, and I love doing that. And That's I can't amazing. stop. I can't stop doing that. And That's I, like the dream that you would want to hear after. Oh, that someone watches like that. your show and is like, I, I, I remembered I'm going to die. <laughs> well, no, that you were that you could do two completely different like feelings that could not feel far right. apart from each other right next to each other and both still. That's the deep goal in that way. That's always been the goal. I mean, like, I feel like that's the clown thing of like. Uh, crying and laughter are on opposite ends of the spectrum. And that also means that they're like right next to each other. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like if we cry so hard that we laugh or if we laugh so hard that we cry and remember <laughs> everything that's bad. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do all the time. Right. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Well, when do you feel like you like landed on that as like a thing you're interested in for you? Like, has that always been there or was it like years into the process that you felt like, OK, this is a space I could occupy i think it's kind of always been there it just took me a long time to kind of put a name to it yeah you know to be like oh this is the kind of thing that i'm trying to do because like when i uh like i started doing improv in college Mm -hmm. uh but then i went to like i i did like an intensive at io right and i was in chicago for a few months and io being so like uh this is the truth like do truth right do truth hey do truth yeah uh it was always really interesting to me um I don't know because like there was all kinds of sad shit happening <laughs> oh, we don't have to get into it there's oh my god there's all kinds of sad shit happening in my life all the time with either my family my brother uh whatever uh my brother i say that kg deflecting no hey hey, hey guess what guess what yeah. don't care i love that <laughs> i fucking in colby this is why we get along um you know what i mean i don't know dude i yeah no, whatever of course of course it's true it's like you know it's like you just it does not take long to like look for 
I, I feel like with the, this is why a lot of people don't like to like introspect <laughs> at all is because it takes two seconds and you're just like, oh, wait, that thing that really bothers me is right below the surface. Oh, yeah. And like yeah. I've, I've been living alone for almost two years now. And I, it's like, yeah, let's fucking. Yeah, I make money. OK, yeah. My girlfriend broke up with me two years ago and I was like, guess what? I'm going to work all the time and live alone. <laughs> um, I shouldn't say I live alone. I live. I have a dog. Oh, um, nice. But I'm always introspecting. I'm always like. 10 miles deep under the surface of my brain, yeah, yeah. Uh, ready to combust under the pressure at any moment. <laughs> and then my bodega guy's like, where'd you get that watch? I want to buy one for my girl. And I'm like, wow, life is real oh, and it's really yeah. happening. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but that's exactly, that's what we're talking about. That's two awesome things. And I mean, awesome, like big, awesome. Yes. Right next to each other uh, happening in the same moment. And it's happening everywhere. It's happening everywhere all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm gonna start sobbing. God, we've gotten like cosmic on this. I, We're like 15 minutes in. This is kind of classic talking to me. <laughs> um, last year, none of my friends wanted to talk to me because I kept talking about simulation. I kept being like, "Okay, look, can we talk about simulation?" Um, and they're like, "Please no, please no." Yeah. So classic me, <laughs> Colby. This is classic me. You only know because this is our second. You don't know because it's our second conversation. Yeah, it's our second big time convo. Exactly. And not just, "Hey man, what's up?" Hey, nice to see you. <laughs> Exactly. 718-673-8201. If you've got thoughts on the simulation, uh, 718-673-8201. Yeah. Do you, you, re- do you really? Is this this the thing that bothers you? Simulation? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Look, have, I'm not saying it out of judgment. Have you read Simulation Simulacra by John Baudrillard? No, but I've heard of that author. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> whatever. Which is the same as having read the book. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. No, uh, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and I believe you. And and even though you're laughing, 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 I believe you. Um, I have heard of him. Yeah. But that's no, it. it. It's less like we're living in the Matrix and this uh-huh. is a computer program and more like uh, the rules of life were built uh, over 100 years ago and we're all like, we're built a really long time ago and we're all acting like all of those same rules still apply and oh, that's yeah. like the biggest causing of our suffering. Oh, interesting. And this dude like wrote it in the 80s being like, you know, work used to be a thing that you did for like, Keeping your family alive, uh, getting food, like yeah. that's what work was, yeah, keeping yeah. your like community alive. And now like work is something you do to get dollars uh, that are symbols of that. And most of us have jobs that don't actually do anything, don't really provide for anything. And it's just simulated life. Julian, <clears throat> I love that you're bringing this up. This is this is me. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. So do you know the show Band of Brothers? Are you familiar with this show? Yes, I've never seen it, but I know it. Okay. I watched it when I was like in middle school. It was on the History Channel. Totally. It was like, you know, behind the TV censors, whatever. Yeah. Recently, uh, it's uh, streaming on Netflix now. Recently gave it a rewatch for the first time in 20 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, way more graphic than I recall, first yeah. of all. But the show ends David with... David Schwimmer's in that, David right? Schwimmer is like the asshole captain who <laughs> trains them at the beginning. It's fucking awesome. And he crushes. I believe that. On a similar note, guess which late night host... Oh, I know. Okay. It's Jimmy Fallon. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shows up as a random soldier at the end of one episode who is never seen again. Wow. And is which, that your dream to get the Tonight Show and then get a spot on Band of Brothers? Yes. I, I guess it's probably in the other order. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that I have the Tonight Show, I can get any part I want. But the show ends with 
a classic like what what like a end of a high school movie like where are they now type of montage they're like all playing a softball game in the hills of austria after the wars no way one i swear to god it's a softball it's game it's a softball game that's so funny and every it's and then it's just like you know joe liebgod like went home to san francisco and drove a cab you know and it's like so they're listing all these jobs that yeah. they do from then on and they're all just like they're, they're jobs that mean something, you know, it's like guys that drove a cab guy worked construction, like guy took over his, like his, his dad's restaurant business or like, you know, it's just like all these very, these jobs that very like, uh, 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 you can see them fitting into society totally in this way. And I always kept, I made the joke. I was just like, not one of these guys went to work at a marketing firm. Yeah. No one started their <laughs> own startup. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just like our relationship to like what work even like means. Right. It, it could not be more different. This was not even a hundred years ago no wasn't even 80 years ago no i know dude it's kind of insane i mean it's industrial revolution and i just can't yeah. stop talking about the industrial revolution look go um, off uh, <laughs> no but it's like you know we just like we get so removed from means of production of yeah. course right I'm, i can't get into communism but we get so <laughs> removed from means of production and just like what is actually happening i've also been vegan for like 10, 11 years nice. um and nice. not whatever no 10 years doesn't matter who cares? It, it doesn't matter. Uh, but like, yeah, yeah, guess what? Guess what? Don't care. Don't care. Um, but it's also like the biggest thing that I feel is like, oh, I feel disconnected from food. Oh, yeah. Like, like the, my biggest reason for doing it is I'm like, people are so disconnected from the food that they eat. It's true. And I hate that. We're disconnected from like every facet of life. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, also, I, I can't stop reading about, um, oh, the, uh, the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, yeah. I grew up on the Gulf of Mexico and it's like, you know, like Europeans invented farming mm. and like this concept of like, we can take the land, we can take animals and do as much of it as we want and grow as much as we want. And like this idea of like, let's eat the food that's provided to us in our surrounding environment. Yeah. What's like available, whether that's meat or not or whatever. Uh, and I just think people are so like removed from what is reality yeah um and what is the real world and it's melt and i think it's melting our brains <laughs> yes. um i think it's actively melting our brains yeah i don't know that's all that's no, all true. i think about it's true it's true i i think about this with like plastic a lot totally because uh, i i used to to uh, teach at a preschool that was one of these like only like wooden toys and and uh, stuff yeah. like that and it was like it was awesome. Just like I saw the objects and I wanted to interact with them in a way that I like didn't with like the plastic toys in the school I worked at before that. You know what you I mean? You have like, a clear understanding of how someone maybe crafted that also. Right. And less like, oh, here's like a mold that was poured. Some molten plastic was poured into. Yeah. And, and isn't plastic like the refuse from like nu like nuclear energy or something? I can't it's begin like, to understand how plastic is made. It's like, but it's like not... It's like from some other chemical process. It's like the runoff from some other wow. thing that they like figured out they could mold and it would dry. Isn't, uh, isn't, isn't it a plot? Maybe it's glass. I think it's plastics in like uh, It's a Wonderful Life where oh, yes. one of his friends has gotten into plastics and then they use that in like they use like military grade plastics on planes. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. It gets like very, very famous. So I don't know. That's that's literally the only plastic information I have. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a Wonderful Life, um, and they're referenced the plastic. Yeah. yeah, but it's like when you touch like metal or, or wood, even it's like you get something back from it that you're not getting from totally. plastic. It's like two organic materials touching each other versus this completely other 
other thing. Organic material, and that's and you've struck that's, a, and you've struck a chord. That's my next solo show. <laughs> organic material. Holy Smith, organic material. That's awesome. You write nothing for it. You just like absolutely <laughs> chit chat. You do this with everyone. <laughs> oh, maybe this uh, is kind of a different solo show every week, isn't it, Julian? Yeah, and I yeah. love that. I gotta stop thinking about this as just a trifle. <laughs> yeah, it's this is a solo show. <laughs> This right now is a solo show. This is saying something. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hell yeah, Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Hell yeah, Hallelujah. Hell yeah, Hallelujah. That rocks. So you usually get hundreds of callers. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone just thinks I'm stinky. But they they just ask me questions about how to sign up for a class. Shut up. <laughs> what is like? What's like the number one question you get on here? Or does it depend on the guest? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if I get questions so much. It's usually like. It's like, call in if you have a story about like X, Y, Z. Yeah. And then maybe maybe they do. Well, I mean, I would love for someone to call in and tell me their feelings on simulation and whether they're happy oh, yeah. in this world. Well, I mean, I feel like what we what we want is like any deep thought you've got, like, you know, just this is the time to let it. Yeah. Let it, uh, uh, let it fly. We could do like a beautiful anonymous thing. Oh, my God. You know, Chris Gethard's beautiful anonymous. I sure do. Yeah. Why do you seem upset? I'm not upset. I just. uh <laughs> I, I think we you're right. I think we could do it. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I think I, there. I think I have the poison tact of Chris Gethard. Yeah, totally. If, if not more. Shit. I mean, speaking of BCC and Chris Gethard, I'm gonna be there on Wednesday for uh, him and Tammy Sagers. I know, uh, dude. They do show. that. They do that show every month. It's incredible. I love it. It's a. They're two of the nicest people I've ever met. That's awesome. It's so sweet. That's. I mean, they're so funny together. I know. I love. It's a joy to work at. The, it's a joy to work at that theater yeah. with all kinds of like wonderful folks coming in and out. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real I mean, we can just say if we're, you know, we're having sincere. Sounds like we're reminiscing uh, and having sincere thoughts. Yeah. BCC is an amazing place. (laughs) I feel like the the scene that is like around that place is so special and it has a very like uh, a a real palpable like sensibility is at play. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like kind of silly. There's like the the clown and the character stuff like in with the like improv curriculum at the same time. So like there is structure to what's going on. It's a very it's very hard to make a place that people want to hang out at. And uh, totally. You've done it. You I guys appreciate, have done it. I appreciate that. I mean, truly, I like joined the team in 2021 and like mm-hmm. oversaw reopening in person. Oh, yeah. Um, And I was just like, you know, no shade, no, no shame, all love. No shade, but, like, November. <laughs> no shade, November. Oh, shit. Okay. New form unlocked. <laughs> I'm going to be earnest, earnest November. Earnest saves November. Okay. Um, I had taken classes at like UCB and like mm-hmm. uh, IO and like. Just never really had a great time. Never really felt like sense of community. Yeah. Uh, and so when I started working here, I was like, okay, how can we make this the opposite of what my experience has been at all of these other theaters? Uh, and try to just like put community first, give as many opportunities to folks as we can, and just like create an actual environment that's like tr- trying to be devoid of hierarchy as much as possible. One hundred percent. You know, and just like community driven. And I'm happy that we've been able to do that. To some extent. It's interesting to hear that the no hierarchy thing was like on your mind when you were like thinking about the, like what you wanted to accomplish with the space because it re- it feels very, very true to me. I mean, it's it just it feels like the kind of place that it's just like there's just a bunch of people swirling around it and they're there in different combinations. You know, it's like and that's what's exciting is like the different combinations. It's not like, oh, I want to see like the senior guy. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it's different. Right. I mean, when we try to do like senior show where it's like teachers not like anyone's coming to that show you know it's like because because i really when i teach classes i try to be like when the class is over i'm like i'm just some guy you know yeah i'm just some guy you know mm-hmm. i happen to have been doing this longer than you but like 
we're at the same place. You right. could get SNL tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, who cares? Well, I just, you know, as, as a little sidebar, you know, I, I, I want to say, you know, uh, our, our pal Chloe Frost is on SNL no, yeah. uh, now as, as uh, uh, we wish her, uh, we're very happy for her, very well deserved. Big shout out, big love. Big love. Um, I don't want to take credit for this. Uh, I'll take credit. But the... This is not the first person who has been a guest on Radio Free Brooklyn and then got an SNL shortly wow. after that. Uh, it happened to Ben Marshall first, and now it's happening to Chloe Trost. Does it happen to Julian Hernandez <laughs> next? Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, I'm the ne- yeah I'm the next one. <laughs> perhaps you could do your classic character, Joe Biden. Oh yeah, I have a really good Joe Biden impression. It's called Bald Latino Joe Biden. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. He's just like, uh, oh, uh, como se llama, uh, como se llama uh, you just can't remember anything. That's the whole, that's kind of the whole idea. This is a good character. Yeah, you just, <laughs> you just prompted me with it. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought I'd play. Oh, man, it's so easy. It's so easy to make up characters. Oh, I'm always saying comedy is the easiest thing. Mm-hmm. It's so, e- it's so easy. I never feel bad. Uh, no. And it's just so easy. Yes. I never feel any sense of regret or directionlessness in well, my life. You asked what the question I get most from callers is. And uh, it, it's this is really reminding me that uh, people, they ask me like, what's going on? What's it like to live in your head? You know? Wow, really? And what do you say? And I say, it's crazy. It's just <laughs> idea, 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 idea. <laughs> I can't write fast enough. When you said when you said it's just I don't know why I felt like I saw your hands move and I thought I was going to hear like a hundred sound of board effects you know yeah. like bonk 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 <laughs> fireworks <laughs> yeah because that's what it feels like in my head sometimes you know yeah. <laughs> all the synapses firing it's just like yeah, dude. I can't stop creating it's content like the, it's like the goddamn Birdman soundtrack in my head. <laughs> Oh my god. You know what I'm saying? I do. <laughs> it's like This is not the first time someone's mentioned Birdman to me this weekend. Wait, really? What's happening? Dude, Birdman's coming back. Birdman is on the tips of everyone's tongue. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. I brought up Birdman like five days ago as well. What's like what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I brought up Birdman two days ago. Now oh that my, I'm thinking about it. Oh my god. Whatever. Yeah, I was I've just been, that's Friday. That's this weekend. That's this weekend. This that's is Friday Birdman the 13th. weekend. Birdman weekend. <laughs> Folks, Birdman weekend's coming to a close. You know, yeah. get your hope, birds in. Yeah. Happy, I hope you guys have all had a happy Birdman weekend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Does it hold up? <sighs> I can't imagine it does. You think? I can't imagine it does. Yeah. I feel like the the like the like one-shot gimmick probably hasn't aged great. Yeah. There's some good performances in there, though. I know. Ed Norton. Ed, Stone. Ed Norton's great. Ed Norton's so good. Yeah. What do you Emma do? Stone's great. Yeah. I'm remembering why I brought up Birdman this week, and it's because I went to a restaurant and the waitress looked exactly like Emma Stone, oh. and I was like, "Holy shit, it's Birdman!" <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I brought up Birdman because I was at a restaurant and I my waiter looked exactly like Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not it. That's not what happened. <laughs> uh, I was watching. Uh, this is actually a cool improv show. They did like an improvised slasher. This team called Help Me. I'm die uh, drowning dying help me i'm dying i can't remember help me i'm drowning sounds i think better. it's drowning drowning sounds so much better drowning. Yeah. it's drowning yeah anyway they're very funny they did like an improvised slasher and mm-hmm. had uh this guy jay reed on violin and it sounded so good that's awesome and i was like i was like damn it'd be sick if uh an improv set had just a violin and a drum set like someone freewheeling like it's Birdman. Yeah. And I was telling that to someone and they were like, I don't agree with you. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, you don't hear music the way I hear it. Okay? Yeah. You, you don't hear the world how I fucking hear it. Okay. 
Yeah. I'm actually plugged in in a pretty unique way. Yeah, I actually, I, um, actually, my ideas are actually kind of brilliant. Okay, um, I'm actually, I'm actually known for this kind of thing. <laughs> this is another thing I feel like uh, uh, BCC like makes space for is like whenever there, I feel like there are a couple of comedy. Shows. I think of like my roommate plays the cello and yeah. stuff like that, where there's like some like bringing music together and like totally. the space is like perfect for that. And I love when there's just like. A little extra production value, right? Stuff. It just like, oh, it just takes me away. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Well, it's like I've seen Jay play violin for a few other shows, and no, sh- hey, look, no shade, no oh, shade, yeah. no shade, November. But like some people, I think, uh, ask a violin player to play and don't really know how to utilize that. Right, right. Um, but like for a slasher, it was like, perfect. oh, perfect. Yeah. Like he can do like horror-y feel- feeling things. It is the perfect fit. Um. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I love the general like experimentation feel mm-hmm. uh, over at BCC. Letting yeah. folks try shit. Yeah, it's let perfect. them try shit. Perfect comedy venue. Everyone should check it out if they <laughs> haven't already. Yeah, it's my job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of music, Julian mm-hmm. Hernandez, my guest today on Clear the Dance Floor here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's me. So uh, I have a little thing I want to uh, play for you. Okay? okay. Oh no. Well, no, it's 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 not related. To awesome. you, but I love that. <laughs> I'm not. Like, here's a demo you made in college. That's honestly what I was afraid. It's <laughs> exactly what I was afraid of. So, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, we're all in, you know, with us, uh, uh, working at computers all the time, as we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. And sometimes you, you you need a little something to listen to, right? Yeah. I've been doing this thing. I was going to say lately, but really for the past many years, uh, where if I get bored with a Spotify or uh, the radio or something. I'll throw on a concert recording, uh, a classic bootleg of a of a luminary, say a Bob Dylan, perhaps. Oh wow! Okay, there's a ton of them on YouTube. It's great background music uh, for if you're doing data entry. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So this week, I'm I'm listening to this show. It's from Hershey Park, 1997. It's just the one I it's the one I find. Not no particular reason. It's okay. just the one I click on. I'm bopping along. I'm having a nice time, and uh, I end up hearing the guy. <laughs> I end up hearing this. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Does he say if you don't sit down, I'm gonna beat your fucking head in? Yes, yes. Yo, that's hard as hell. Whoever is whoever is recording this concert is standing next to a guy who is or is sitting next to a guy who's standing up and the guy behind them is screaming at him to sit down that's what when is this from this is from 1997 wow i just i it was like i was in my zone and i was like punching numbers in on this spreadsheet <laughs> i've got this like acute the acoustic music <laughs> in the background and then all of a sudden i hear Dude, that would be like, oh my god, that would be like a sick hip hop producer tag. You know what I'm saying? Yes. To just hear, if you don't sit down, I'm gonna beat your fucking head in. Because it's also like, that's not the first time he asked that guy to sit down. Absolutely not. There's no way. No way. He had to have been saying it over and over and over again. Oh I my god. Cannot get enough of this clip. Uh, and I was going to ask you if yeah. you've ever had a negative concert run in experience like this whether it's not someone shouting at you but or if you've like witnessed something uh uh at a show that was memorable um i've never like i've never like gotten in a fight or seen people get into a fight 
I'm always like uh, narrowly avoiding fights. It feels like uh, I think I just have one of those faces where, where people feel like they can fuck with you or that you piss people off when you're not trying to. No, I think that they feel like they can fuck with me or rather like someone does something and I get a little stern. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, no, this could go bad. Oh, no. uh, and I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, no, I don't want to do this. Um, yeah. But no, I don't think I've ever. The only two concert stories that come to mind is I saw Nine Inch Nails. Nice. And I was like, when I was young, I like really didn't drink or smoke weed. Things have changed. Um, but someone offered me weed for the first time in my life at that show. Uh. And then at the same time, someone started opening up a pit uh, like around me. And I was really? like, <laughs> like, I freaked the fuck out and like moved out of the way and everything was chill. And then the other only other story that comes to mind, and this is where like I'm the villain yeah, uh, yeah. to myself, yeah. is I went to see Thundercat at Brooklyn Steel. Oh, nice! And I had an edible beforehand, and I was like, I was like up against the wall, and like was watching him. He's incredible, and like I found a hole in the wall, and it was like soft. Like I was assuming like you know sound paneling foam. Yeah, and I was just like sticking my fingers in there because it felt nice, and I had had an edible, uh, you know, an hour and a half ago, uh -huh. and then like I had been doing that for maybe forty minutes, and I felt my fingers hurt. And I, I shined my flashlight and it was just all fiberglass and my hand was like beet red. Oh. Like I had just been like cutting up my hand oh, in no. fiberglass and I was like, man, classic. Oh, I'm man. Like, yeah, that was pretty rough, but it's all good, dude. Whatever. Yeah. Shit happens when you're having a great time and pop, <laughs> pop an Eddie before the show, you know? Yes. Um, What are you going to oh, do? Oh, God. That sounds painful. Ah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> dude, whatever. Pain, pain, pain seeks me. That's right. Pain comes for me. <laughs> That's right. Um. I also I was gonna say the if you don't sit down I'll beat your fucking head in. <laughs> um, I was doing laundry today and this woman like was trying to ask this man if the like like you know those like push carts full yeah. of laundry was his and she was standing behind him and she said excuse me like twenty five times and oh kept getting God. louder and like looked at me and I was like I was like standing across the laundromat I was like don't look at me I don't want oh, anything yeah. to do with this uh, and then I realized that the guy she was talking to was deaf. Uh, he was there with someone else and was like interacting with her and like they were doing laundry and like she was getting really annoyed and i was like damn you never really know what people are you never really know what's going on with folks yeah and like you can be a little more chill you don't have to get mad if someone's yeah. not if someone's not really hearing you yeah, you know yeah, yeah maybe in this bob dylan concert <laughs> that guy was at a bob dylan concert and was deaf maybe i don't he know was deaf. who knows hey, you i don't know i don't know you don't hear the guy respond yeah yeah, you know? maybe he sits down. Well, maybe because he, he sits, sits down. The fuck down. Yeah, maybe he just sits the fuck down. <laughs> I don't no, know. The laundromat, though, is a zone where anything can happen. Yeah, I do not feel safe <laughs> at my laundromat a lot of the time. I'm usually in noise canceling headphones mode yeah. so that I can ignore anything that's going on. Oh, yeah. But today I did not do that. I had yeah. my wits about me and a, a loaded gun in my pocket. Um, <laughs> just kidding about that. <laughs> the last time, uh, well, I mean, yesterday when I did laundry, I was telling you. I yeah, you said, yesterday. Yeah, and we're and we're so similar. There was a um, someone had put in the dryer a single like half zip, uh, like pullover yeah. layer, a single one, and had left it there. I guess. <laughs> And it wasn't like they'd opened the thing up and f like missed that when they left. It was like that was the only thing we like watched it spinning and then it stopped and then it was just like there for like, half an hour. The fact that no one was claiming this was pissing this woman off who was doing her laundry next to me so much. Like she was talking to everybody in the laundromat. That's insane. Being like, Can you believe they left that? 
oh. in the dryer. She was pacing back and forth, like throwing her hands up, like after a while. And then someone just came and like got it and left. Wow. I can't imagine letting something like that piss you off. No. I have 700 unread texts. I can't <laughs> I can't imagine letting a little red bubble control my life. You know what I'm saying? Um Well, it would be one thing if like, oh, it's crowded and like we need the the space or yeah. whatever she's waiting for it. But like she was doing her wow. clothes. Like she just like, can you believe this? You know that like some people just want to watch the world burn? Yeah. Is that from something? The Dark Knight. <laughs> of course it is. Um, sorry, that's funny. Um, I feel like some people just like want to be mad at want want to be mad at the world. Absolutely. You know? It's 100% like, they just want to be mad. Yeah. I I a similar situation I was at the laundromat. Well, this is the most riveting conversation we've ever had. I was at the <laughs> laundromat and someone left like a like a bathroom rug in there and it yeah. stopped and then I needed to use the thing and I just pulled it out and put it in a cart. And no one came for the next two hours for it. And I'm like, this is a solo bath mat. Whose is this? Whose is this? Whose is this? How did you forget it for two hours? Like, what is going yeah, on? Like, you're taking your stuff home and using the bathroom, probably, right. at some point. Yeah, you got to be like, oh, shit, I love that, right? Oh, my God. If people have laundromat confessions, this is, I feel like this would be a good topic. For oh, yeah. Laundromat confessions, 718 673 Eight two zero one seven one eight six seven three eight two zero one. Call it. I wonder if they have like laundromat ambiance on YouTube. Oh, oh they just probably like, do. Like the rustling. Yeah, of... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. I thought you meant like Muzak. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean the 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 one that I go to in Crown Heights has like a easy listening station on. It's always like Carol King or like uh um like late Beatles. <laughs> yeah, know? mine is like a, has a TV that's playing Telemundo, but like half the screen doesn't work and the audio like comes in and out and glitches. <laughs> and I'm like, why do you guys leave this on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather you had nothing. I'd rather you have nothing on. Anymore. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. that would be that would be really good. If yeah. it was if that would like I they don't have a TV in my laundromat. I'm kind of jealous. Damn. Well, my <laughs> laundromat is not nice. Don't don't mistake. No, TV it sounds nice. it sounds like a dream, dude. Nah, you nah. live alone. You're going to the fancy <laughs> laundromat. I do not go to the fan fancy laundromat. Is like worst fucking thing, if you ask me. If if there if the laundromat has like a card yes. that you have to fill up yes. with money, yes. it sucks. I agree, and that's what the fancy ones have. I went to one of those when I used to live in South Slope, and I only went because they were open 24 hours. Yeah, and yep. I would go there, but it was expensive. Yep, they sucked uh and it just was a terrible place yeah um yeah yeah i am thinking about music right now though um you yeah. know music sure sure uh i feel like i miss that i feel like you no miss one, it like you don't like what do you mean like no one plays oh like like you can search there's like music that was written for kmart in the 80s oh my god and it's just like music that would play when you're shopping at kmart and now, you know, there's like Pandora or Spotify playlist everywhere you go. <gasps> but it used to just be like oh my God. these people who would just write loads of instrumental music to be played at malls, stores, whatever. So I searched um, Kmart Muzak mm -hmm. uh, and what came up was Kmart Muzak October 1989. There we go. Okay. We've you want to hear it? Like... Okay. Wait, do you have laundromat going too? I do have laundromat going. <laughs> oh, that's actually the perfect combination. Oh, I actually know this one well. I'm not kidding. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, I've listened to this a lot. Oh my god. This is like this sounds like a this could be like a Super Mario um like a like a background thing. 
I think that there is like an alternate life for me where I was like born to make music like this. Oh my God. I mean, it's incredible. Because it feels like it's probably really low pressure. It's probably like really fun to do. Yeah, you're not getting a ton of notes back from the Kmart execs. The, the only note that they could have is like, it gets a little intense here, right? Yeah. You think you can mellow this part out? And it's like, yeah, I can mellow it oh out. Oh my God. I want to like keep this going. This is amazing. Oh, now it's like jazzy i know dude could you imagine buying like a new pair a new pack of underwear to this (laughs) (laughs) were you in new york when there was a kmart in astor place yeah of course oh man those were the freaking days i know dude i miss that place all the time that place was scary it was scary yeah i went there quite a bit though for exactly the kind of thing you're talking about like deodorant i would get there i i used to actually work did i oh my god i used to work at a couple blue bottles but anyway, I, I worked at a blue ball not far from there. Oh, yeah. So I feel like I have a few memories of, like, uh, getting, like, wrapping paper at that Kmart. I know exactly the blue bottle you're talking about, too. Yeah, it's, there's one on Astor. It's on, like, Irving Place and, uh, like, kind of closer to Union Square. Yes, I yeah. worked at that one. I opened that one. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, pretty nice. Went there a lot when I worked at the Y. Wow. And yeah. I did a show at the Y before we knew each other. Oh, yeah. I know. I did a puppet show. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's it's crazy the ways that you and I have crossed paths, but not quite. <laughs> but not quite. Yeah. It's taken us until now. Until being trapped in a basement by Maya Sharma. <laughs> Maya Sharma. Yeah. That's who should be calling the show to answer for her crimes. I know. And what is she doing? What is she even doing right now? <laughs> I don't know. An improv show in four hours? Come on now. I do know someone, and I will not say who this is. Oh, I wish you would. I'll tell you after. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> who told me that when... She okay, has a show at night. She can't do anything during the day. Like she can't, she feels like she needs the entire day to like psych up for the show. Whoa, that's interesting. Yeah. I, that's not me. No, I, I want stuff to do so that I don't have to think about. The oh, show. yeah. Like I, well, I also have to do stuff because like living alone I work from home sometimes yeah yeah and it's like when I had my UCB audition I didn't see anybody until 9 p.m. when my audition was damn and I'm like like I'll just like go to the bodega and try to strike up a conversation because I'm like (laughs) I need to talk yes I have to warm up into this you're the first person I've really talked to today yeah I know I was nervous I I mean but you're you're doing great but I'm excelling (laughs) (laughs) it's because I crushed the yerba mate before I got here exactly Yeah, I was like, I need, I need to be jittery. Well, you know, we're coming into the last like, you know, quarter of the show, and uh, um, you know, there is still time for people to call. I know that they've, they've been, they've been a little nervous, you know, perhaps. Yeah. But the number is seven one eight six seven three eight two zero one, and um, just putting that out there as an option for 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 folks if they want to take advantage of that. Um, you can also call in and talk about. Whatever you want. Anything. I would just love to hear from you. Yeah. Because yeah. I love to hear from You folks. mean to tell me that in 43 minutes, we haven't given you people something to chime in on? Yeah. There's We've been... covered the laundromat, small, the universe, big, big everything in between. Band of brothers. Band of brothers. <laughs> Large. <laughs> I mean, big the Blu-ray war. The Blu-ray case is pretty big. <laughs> it's huge. There, see, this is what I'm talking about. Caller... Welcome to the program. Hello, long-time listener, first time. Um, I would just like to talk to you guys about an interaction I saw at a show. At a show? Okay, yes. Um, One time, I was at Barclays. Oh, my God. And I saw, I was seeing Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Okay, jealous. And, yeah, so 
the crowd was mainly like older, like Jersey people. Mm-hmm. Um, and this woman mm-hmm. smoking a cigarette inside Barclays fell down onto my friend, <gasps> hot ash all over his body. And like she toppled, like, and you know how Barclays is steep. So she was like toppling. And if my friend hadn't been there, she could have just kept going. Then her husband grabs her by the belt, pulls her back, and then she gets mad at my friend. Yeah. Um, and my friend's like, are you okay? And she's like, I fell over and was like really <laughs> rude. Yeah. Wow. Um, so was I your, guess I just wanted to know what you guys thought of was that. Your, I'll was, take my no, no. Was your friend's name Colby Smith? Because that happened to me. <laughs> Matt was there. Yeah. This oh, is Matt Strickland. You can, this is Matt Strickland. You can say it's Matt Strickland. Hey, buddy. All right. It's me. It's Matt. Yeah. Well, this, this woman fell on me at Barclays Center. Wait, and you didn't even tell me that? Well, it feel like we, we went. We got past it. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was so rude about it, so too. So it's true. She, she falls on me, and like we get her back into her seat. And then I turn around, I go, you okay? And she goes, well, no, I just fell out of my seat. (laughs) That's awesome, dude. Oh, my God. Wow. That's scary a little bit. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's like, it could have been bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's like not the spirit of the boss. Queer icon, the boss. I know. I know. Wow. It was during Born to Run. It was during like the biggest song. She fell forward onto me. Oh, man. It was nuts. Oh, I'm so sorry. They had snuck in their own uh, their own nips. They were drinking little nips of. Oh, liquor, really? So they, had, yeah, they had snuck them in. Okay, okay. Well, that explains why the center of gravity was maybe a little off. That's what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, a, a drink at a venue is going to be like twenty twenty dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Barclays Center. It's absolutely outrageous. Jay Z's gouging us. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I can't believe I can't believe you guys both saw. I can't believe you guys both saw it was, Bruce Springsteen. It was really fun. I wish I had something really good to say other than I love Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce Springsteen yeah. uh, is one of my top two favorite songs of all time. Oh, it's great. Um, I like the the banter at the beginning where he's like, oh, I Clarence, did Santa get your new saxophone? Oh, I know every <laughs> I know every word to that song, including the banter up top. Yes. I love that song. I've maybe heard it 2,000 times oh, in my life. that's great. Yeah, it's really incredible. It's great. Um, wow. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry that that happened to you. <laughs> it did happen. It did happen for real, for real. Wow. Um, the, I, that also reminds me that I was at a Chance the Rapper show uh, many years ago, maybe like 2014, and someone passed me a joint, uh-huh. and I went to inhale. It's coming up, right, to my yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah, At the same time, a friend turns around and offers me Molly, <laughs> and a security guard grabs my wrist, oh, pulls no. the joint out of my mouth, and disappears. <laughs> and I was like, it was the most scared I've ever. It was the most scared I've ever been in my life. Absolutely. Yeah. That would terrify me. I know, dude. Authority, authority wants me, and I won't let them get me. <laughs> I'm like, yes, sir. Sorry, sir. My Matt, bad. are you still on the phone? I'm still here. I'm uh, just enjoying the show. Any any um any concert drug experiences that uh, that you want to share? Well, when I was a freshman in college, uh, okay, I rage. was going to the Tweeter Center, uh, not no longer there, outside of Philadelphia, Oof. and I was seeing Tenacious D. Oh shit! And uh, my 
weed was taken away from me in line. Oh damn! By security, so it wasn't as it wasn't as shocking as like someone grabbing me. But I did try to sneak it in, and then they found it, and they were like, "Yeah, you can't have this. <laughs> you gotta you be can't more... bring this yeah. to Tenacious D. <laughs> Tenacious D. Uh... They're not about weed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you gotta be more. You gotta conniving. listen to the music, man. <laughs> You know, every pair of Nike SB Dunks have uh-huh. a stash pocket in the tongue. <laughs> it's true. That's I awesome. have like two pairs of them. A little stash pocket. That's perfect. Hydra weed. Yeah, you should have been wearing those when you went to see Tenacious D, Matt. Yeah, Matt. I wish I had had those in 2006. 2006. You could have. This is just reminding me that uh, uh, a friend of mine in college, w- w- from college, you know, went to see, oh, some comedy show I forget, but it was maybe Patton Oswald. And the opener was Eugene Merman, but he wasn't, like, announced. And my friend was, like, outside smoking before the show, and Eugene Merman was out there. And uh, um, my friend said to to him, uh, uh, have we met before? You look super familiar. And Eugene Merman went, I am, and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, opened, like, opened yeah. the show. <laughs> That's annoying to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, comics... Comics are so up their own ass. It's, it's insane. So After I talked about my solo show for 10 minutes. <laughs> but I was asking you. Yeah, it's whatever. not the same. Yeah, but we're all so up our own fucking asses. <laughs> it's so stupid. I am. Yeah. I am. Oh, Matt, any parting words? Uh, No, just uh, love the show. Happy, happy I called in. Uh, great job, everyone. Hey. Goodbye. Thanks, Thanks for Matt. calling. Matt Strickland. Goodness gracious. 718-673-8201 if you want to be like Matt. And be cool. 718-673-8201. Be like Matt. Like Matt. Be like Matt. Now, I wonder if we have enough time to do this. Uh, I, on my way over here, I went to the WFMU Record Fair, Mm -hmm. which is at the Knockdown Center uh, in in Queens. And they have all these, like, cheap CDs and records and stuff. And one of the CDs I found was, is, is called Johnny Carson, King of Late Night. Oh. Okay. My lord. And... It says it's an original film soundtrack, but all of the songs on the back are like a minute long, and the titles are like "My Wife Joanne." So they have to be jokes. I'm so long. I'm pretty sure these are monologues. I'd love. I'm to pretty hear sure a joke. these are are uh, Johnny Carson late night monologues, and I'm gonna see if I can get the uh, CD player to work. I've never used this before. Wow, you today. really do the button. Uh, okay, it's reading. It's reading. All right. Let's give it a try. Here it's working. Okay, okay, great. When all those fails, play Johnny Carson jokes. This, <laughs> <laughs> this is read like I'm out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's I actually want to hear. <laughs> okay. I wanna skip to I wanna skip to my wife Joanne, track seven. It really sounds like a soundtrack right now though. So far. So far it does. Skip one. If this is just the background music of like a documentary or something, I am gonna be so pissed. Julian, this is I think devastating. It is. What'd you spend on that? Three bucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't believe this is the, this is not jokes. I mean it's what it says it is, Colby. I know, but <laughs> Wow. Speaking of, speaking of Muzak, speaking of Birdman. Seriously, this was right in front of us the entire time. Wow. 
President Nixon's in the news again. Uh, did you know he's the only sitting president who had his portrait done by a police sketch artist? Wow. <laughs> it's a real, uh, real Carson uh, monologue. Wow. Wow, you know Carson. All right, I'm ejecting this CD. This sucks. I'm so sorry. I'm so pissed off. I'm so sorry. I know you wanted it to be something else. I really wanted it to be like, like monologues through the years. Right. You know? <clears throat> well, this whole show sucked. Well, this whole thing has been a disappointment. <laughs> well, I'm disappointed. Shutting this off. Never using the CD player again. Wow, I could DJ over there? <laughs> yeah, you could. Wow, that's a pretty sick rig, don't you think? That's honestly kind of awesome. That's what I should have been doing. I should have been scratching the back the Johnny Carson documentary <laughs> background music. That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, let's sample the Johnny Carson. Oh, my God. It, and, then, and then what does he say? Uh, uh, President Nixon. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, there's no way for you to know what I was talking about. But I meant the Bob Dylan guy. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, I'll, 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 uh, I'll show you what I'll he beat says. You, I'll beat you. That is, Colby, you have to send that to me. I will. Because I want to sample that. I, I want to pluck that out. <laughs> that sounds so good. I will totally, totally do that. If you don't sit down, I'm going to beat your fucking head <laughs> The guy is screaming. I got in. Screaming. This reminds me that I got in a lot of trouble. My first attention I got was in third grade. I got uh -huh. attentions every year of my life uh, when I was in school uh, because I, <laughs> my teacher's I like didn't okay so like I didn't go to preschool and shit. I used to do a joke on this. I don't anymore. So uh -huh. this is why it's so prepped in my brain. <laughs> yeah. I didn't go to preschool and shit. Just like I had older siblings, uh, and I didn't really have a lot of friends growing <laughs> up. Whatever. And then in third grade, I couldn't see the projector because my teacher's head was in the way, and so I raised my head in my hand and I was like, "Mrs. Kramer, real name, uh, could you move your big fat head so I could see the projector?" <laughs> and she was like, "Julian, what did you just say?" And I like looked around. And I was like, could you move your big fat head so I can see the projector? <laughs> Just like straight up thought that was a turn of phrase because my brother said it to me all the time. That's awesome. And I got a detention immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of right course. Right away. As like a, but also I was a kid. I was a kid, dude. <laughs> I was young for my grade too. How old could I have been? Uh, that was I was eight, seven or eight years old. Yeah. You know, little kid. Yeah. Doesn't really know better. Yeah. So maybe that guy just didn't know better. Didn't maybe know that guy just thinks it's a turn of phrase. <laughs> if you don't sit down, I'm going to beat your fucking head This in. guy is like a hero of the show now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I got to bring this back. Get uh, that tattooed across my tummy. This is the only other clip I feel like we, we played. So we played some other clips in past, uh, uh, past shows, but there's, there's, uh, another one. Do you know the movie Tough Guys Don't Dance? I don't know that. This movie. is like a classic, like terrible, like good bad movie. Okay, I mean, it's yeah. absolute, absolute uh, piece of garbage uh, <laughs> movie. Um, but in it, it has maybe my favorite line reading I've ever heard uh, in a movie, which I'm going to play for you now. So the whole thing is like Ryan O'Neill is like he's like uh, his wife has like written him a letter uh, that he's like reading on uh, on the beach. OK, he drives to the beach just to read this letter. OK, <laughs> I know we have to go soon, but, but <laughs> no, we, we have time. to hear it. We got time. Right, he's walking to the beach. He's carrying this letter. He's parked his car. Wow. <laughs> he's walking to the beach. My husband is having an affair with your wife. I don't think we should talk about it. Does your pet kill them? Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, 
<laughs> what the hell? He just says, oh, God, oh, man, oh, God, oh, man. <laughs> oh, God, oh, man. Over and over again. Wow. I don't think we should talk about it. Because your pet kill them. Oh, man. Oh, God, oh, man. Oh, God, oh, man. Oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> that's so funny all right we gotta go yeah. we gotta go julian hernandez this flew by flew by friend. flew by had such a fun time talking to you easy time come back soon i'd love to great yeah yeah i was just gonna say come to uh, juby new york comedy festival that's all i was Dude, gonna say absolutely yeah. absolutely and everybody uh uh should do that as well everybody listening yeah Go to that show. Go to the show tonight. Read Simulation Simulacra by John Podriard. Um, You know, uh, hit me up. Come to my house. And whatever you do, if you go to a Bob Dylan show on the tour this fall, do not stand up at all. (laughs) Yeah, this guy is patrolling. (laughs) Wow, I love that. Uh, Do you want to, like, say your Instagram or something? Oh, sure. Um, You can follow. Oh, sure. You can follow me on Instagram at. Oh, God, I hate my Instagram handle. It's Jubliander is a mix of julian and evander but also juby uh so whatever jubliander you'll find me or easier is twitter if we're still using x.com x uh, i'm at the thong song on twitter <laughs> nice. um you can find me there nice well thank you again for coming it's uh, such a fun show thanks uh, for having me and we'll be back next week this is radio free brooklyn keep those dials tuned legendary air is coming up in a few minutes but in the meantime here is slow pulp bye oh my god